Business Networking Over Coffee event. My name is Tracy Pike with Taft Graphics Design Studio. Experience the branding 360 effect. Today we are going to be talking about rules, rules, and more rules. Now this is an excerpt from The Gift of Perspective by Phil Parker. He's actually the founders um, of Experience Connections, the founder's husband. And he wrote a book, and I was reading this book, and I was like, wow, this is really great. I'm going to utilize this. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to interview Phil and actually stick him on this podcast as well later. So um, let me read this little excerpt, and then we'll get going on our topic. In our lives, there are rules for everything. There are rules for business, rules at work, rules for driving, rules for golf, and rules for relationships, dating, marriage, and divorce. Habitually, we follow someone else's rules. Oddly enough, when it comes to the rules for our own lives, we have a difficult time defining them. Right, and we're not as smiling. Um, when defined, we seem to have even more difficulty following them. Who makes up the rules for your life? So this is what we're gonna be talking about today. Because, and I see people smiling, so Allison, because I'm going to use your name over and over and over again until you I remember it. You're Allison. Okay, Allison, who makes up the rules for your life? You listen to this, right? And I see with business owners all the time that they're following the rules that are given to them, and then they go to do their business. And you guys have heard me say this more than once. You either own a job or you own your business, right? Because people, when they get into business, aren't taught particularly, especially small businesses. They come in and they're like, oh, I've got to learn on the job, right? But it's actually their business, right? So who makes the rules for your business? Well, it's your business. You do. <laughs> uh-huh. And do you? Do you make the rules? She's laughing. Um, yes, in a way, actually, I do for my business because I am an independent rep and I am a small business owner. It is my business. Now, I have people that help me. I have lots of training. My company has a, an immense amount of training. Mm -hmm. So when you do start, we don't throw you into the deep end and go, here, figure it out. Um, we have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots, lots of training. You can be overwhelmed with training, but you don't have to do it if you don't want to because it is your business. You can do it however you want to. Right. Whatever rules you want to follow. And if you follow the wrong one, so from a network marketing perspective, nobody likes network marketing, by the way. Everybody's had a bad experience, right? I love it too. So everybody goes, oh my gosh, network marketing. Oh my gosh. Um, but be because everybody has someone who's tried something in the past and has failed. Has a friend who they spent thousands of dollars on something and it failed. But it's, you can, so it has a bad rep. It has a bad look to it. And why so, do you think that is? Well, because everybody's failed. Because they're following somebody, they're else's, following rules. somebody else's rules. They're not, they're not making it their own business. Right. They're not making it a business. They're not making it their own. And if you can't make it your own, you will fail. You will follow somebody else's rules and you won't be successful. Right, right. So now here's a business broker who's been in business for five years, right? And how did you get involved in the business that you're in? Actually, by mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, like I didn't even know this kind of job exists when uh -huh. I started. I um, I wanted, I love sales, so I decided when my kid was old enough to go to school and I can throw myself into a job that I'll sell something that has a high commission. So I uh, went for commercial real estate. 
Okay. And it so happened the first client I got asked me to find a business partner for him. And um, so I asked the people that I work with, the real estate company, if they done anything like that and they have the paperwork in. They wanted the commission, so they said yes. <laughs> and um, so I work with this client. I found a buyer for him and a very difficult buyer. Like I would talk to her on the phone for hours every day for four months trying to negotiate to get what he wanted. And I finally got her to accept, but the real estate company did not actually know how to do this type of transaction because it's very different from a real estate transaction. And because the paperwork wasn't right, she was able to actually con my client. Oh, no. So I lost $65,000 in that transaction. Mm. And I, I quit that. I went and learned everything for myself. I find out that there are business brokers out there. It's an actual job. And um, I um, hire attorneys to draw my documents and everything, and then I, I started doing this. So your myself. rules initially were somebody else's rules yes. you were following because you saw something and it, it was brought... I trusted that they know what they're doing because they said I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, yeah, I have to... How many of you have had somebody say, I've done it before, and you didn't do due diligence, and you didn't listen to your gut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so you're going yes, yeah. yes. So <clears throat> how long have you been a real estate agent? Four years. Okay, so four years. You've transplanted yourself, and you obviously feel confidence enough that you can come to a new area that's filled with tons of real estate agents and be able to follow your own rules, right? Mm -hmm. So what kind of, you, you talked about networking as yeah. one of the things that you do. Um, what other things do you do that you make up for yourself that uh, make you different? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's some things that a lot of agents will do for lead generation, things like that, go out and find business. So, right. um, I've seen networking is one of the things I don't think everyone does. I mean, they talk to people, but they don't go out and actively look maybe for other opportunities to show value to their clients. Because most agents, I think, are thinking, I'm going to find a client, buy him, you know, buy, sell my house. Right. Not necessarily, well, if, you know, if I can recommend someone for their insurance or someone for, you know, their hairdresser or for, you know, the dog walker, whatever it is, they're going to remember me and they'll think about me going forward in the future. So, um, that's something I just said that makes sense to me and I can get down with that. Um, other things I do, I mean, I'm out there, you know, I'll knock on doors and look for business for folks. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you go to the grocery store, you wear your tag and right. you, tell them, you know, the cashier at the grocery store, right? Right. Man, you're doing a bang-up job here with this, uh, you know, at the cashier. You're very friendly. I love the service you gave me. I like to do that for my folks as well, too. Um, I'm in real estate, by the way. If any, you know, right. if you ever think someone needs some you know, help, you know, it's interesting because in my head, I told you guys this is a cooperative, collaborative place, right? So there are a lot of real estates in the room, or real estate agents in the room. And I tell people, become friends with those real estate agents. Oh, yeah. They may have the buyer for your seller. Absolutely. They may have the seller for your buyer. You may have stuff that you guys can do together that you can work to increase your footprint, you know, even though you guys are in different fields. Um, that, and timing is really important. I mean, one of the rules that I have is that even, even if there are people that do the same thing I do, there is going to be a way that they get along with people as compared to the way I get along with people. I don't do formula. My husband and I are very visioneer, goal-oriented people that we don't look at, well, this is what we do and this is what we always do. Oh, no, 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 no. We like to be creative and help people where they're at. 
So we're not one of those people that have 60 places around the country and everything looks the same and everything is, is the exact same way. We don't do that. Um, and that's why people like us. We call ourselves a boutique design studio because of that, right? So um, you've just started your business, right? Okay, and you've got an IT consultant here, which I hope you guys will make friends because sometimes there are things that you, he gets projects that are really big and he'll pull other people in. This is really great. Now, rules, right? Rules upon rules upon rules. You are now coming in. I don't know if you've been a business owner before, have you? No. Okay. So, be aware. One of my things when I became my own business owner was that I brought in rules as an employee to my business that I didn't realize I had brought in. And I started trading hours for dollars, okay? My value was completely different. And I tied, as an employee, mindset, I tied my value to how much an hour I could make. And that was a mistake. Because we bring so much value that tying it to a dollar amount on an hourly wait, we were not making the amount of money that we should have been making because of our experience. I mean, 40 years of combined experience in the design field, yikes, how do you get something like that? That's sheer effort and experience, right? So what kind of rules do you think that you might, in your head, might be following or you haven't even come up with them yet? I, I don't think I have come up with some rules, but one thing that is following me is not the rules, is the hands-on. I cannot get myself out of the keyboard field mm -hmm. and try to go out and talk to people, mm -hmm. network. Let me do this. I can do this, let me do it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's the, the, that's the right path for, for a business owner, right? Can, can you address <laughs> that part? Because I know you work with a lot of people that you're kind of the the person here that delegates, you have hands-on stuff, right? I don't do any hands-on. Okay, so tell them, explain. Well, uh, well you know, it's, it goes back to you either, you know, you're an employee in your business or you're the owner of the business, right? So, and that's easy to say, but you have to find a way to grow the revenues and, and scale so that you can put constantly be putting people on underneath you so an easy way for me to think about doing that is you know what am I doing that I you know I shouldn't be that I can get somebody else to do just you know as fast as I can and sometimes you have to start with virtual assistants for example or um, using subcontractors so that you're not you know the one having to do you know use your your hands to, to actually do the work the, every time you're using your hands, you're taking away time from being up, actually being able to evolve the business into something else and sell the business. Because if you're doing the work, who's selling it? And if you're not good at sales, that's okay too. Then you just need to build revenues until you hire somebody that can actually do the sales and you focus on delivery. Right. But one way or another, you've got to be, you know, so you, you can't grow the business alone. It's called the law of the lid. You can only grow as far as your lid is and you have to be aware of that lid. So I'm very much a hands-on person. I have been an artist since I was seven years old. I mean, I've been an artist since before I was born, right? Um, but when I knew that that's what I wanted to do, I enjoy the creativity. So what I've had to do is I've had to look at, okay, well, yes, so I have to deal with accounts receivable. Yes, I have to deal with you know the actual interaction with the client and doing all of this stuff. Um, it, 
early on, it was very difficult for me to see anybody else doing it. When I met my husband here, he's a fabulous um, designer. He's a fabulous designer. He's not an artist from what he tells me. I think he's an artist, but he's not an artist like I am. But see, he would prefer to give off the work and just bring in the visioneering part and just allow somebody else to do the artwork. I myself, that fulfills me to be able to do the artwork. So what we, our plan is, is that as we grow, that I can visioneer it and have somebody else do the grunt work because I can help art direct. I can help do that kind of thing, but I could pick and choose those projects that I desire to just to keep my my energies and excitement and creativity going, right? So these are rules I've had to put in place for myself so that I know that, okay, how am I going to continue this and actually grow our income, right? Wendy, how about you? Because you were an engineer by trade, right? I was an engineer. I was relating to this. The, I was a software engineer, so I understand the, the um, getting in there and being the developer. Now you have to get out of your comfort zone and do different things, and I don't know how that applies to roles. What's your question? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Wendy. So rules, rules, and more rules. So you took from being an engineer and you went to medical massage and you're very hands-on. That's what you do. You have certain things that you do. You're, I don't know what your plan, business plan is, is if you want to have more medical massage therapists that work with you or if it's, you're just happy doing this I'm on happy, your own. I'm happy doing I love being my own boss and making my own rules and defining my own life. Right. And so she's very comfortable with it because she was in that position where she liked doing the hands-on, right? So a rule for her, this is her business, this is what she does, she's got the plan. Okay, she's great with it, that's wonderful. So, um, Renata. That's me. So, what rules, who makes the rules for you? Subconscious? Ah. <laughs> See, I loved what you talked about, like, about network marketing and all the training. Because those trainings actually are the rules at some level because we have to follow them because we'll learn stuff so it's really fine line between taking knowledge and applying it to our business or we going step by step what people tell us and follow those rules mm -hmm. I've done following those rules a long time mm -hmm. until we realize that something's not working mm -hmm. And yes, there are a lot of those habitual, subconscious, automatic patterns that we have to break, like you realize, I wanna work, be my business, and not just do the busy work. Right. So, yeah. Well, subconsciously, after, you know, working as an employee for other people when you're young and doing what yeah. you're doing, some things get built in that I'm only as good as somebody's willing to pay me, right? And so you get this mindset in here, and I remember, when it, and it's only been very I mean, last year that I've actually had this little tweak happen in my in my subconscious about that piece mm -hmm. that we're talking about. Um, I learned I was in network marketing, and that's where I learned how to be a business owner because of all the training. How do you show up? Are you showing up in integrity, accountability? Are you actually doing um, uh, presenting products that the end user desires? You're not barfing all over everybody over the business opportunity. <laughs> you know, one of the things I see network marketing people do, and it's because they just haven't been taught, is that when they go into a place where they're touting their business, amongst other business owners, those business owners have businesses. 
they don't necessarily want another business unless they're doing a transition like a hairdresser to a real estate, right? They're going, I want to do something different. You know, she ended up having a medical issue that she went from being an engineer to, you know what, I'm going to take these same skills, I can do it, medical massage, and I'm going to do it. And she transitioned beautifully. Same strength, but she went ahead and did that, right? So, Chuck, rules. You, of all people in this room, have rules. Because you're in the financial industry, or insurance industry, right? I thought of the matter when you gave the, the theme was... Laws are made to be obeyed and rules are made to be broken. The reason I say that, <laughs> the reason I say that because laws, usually there's consequences and you break a law. But uh, rules, like we're discussing here, uh, can be flexible. I mean, you can adapt them to yourself. If you want to choose to follow the rule, then you, know, you might see a benefit. But there are some rules that might not apply to you just because of the circumstance and you might wish to adjust. The rule maybe to something that might fit better. Uh, a lot of times, like in my business, um, I had to change some rules according to the client because the client might not might not be the best fit to follow a particular rule. Or sometimes the rules are given by uh, the insurance companies that are requiring certain things from the client, and I kind of have to match them up to see the best situation, the best scenario. And then those that apply to me uh, directly, like. Um, Sometimes the rules of what time I, I need to be out and about. Um, today is a, a day that I wake up a little bit later just because the meeting's a little bit later. So uh, that's something I, I adjust to. Uh, there's other times I have to wake up very early oh, to, beat yeah, <laughs> to, beat, to beat the traffic and get to certain areas a lot sooner. Uh, so it's just uh, I've learned to be more flexible with rules and apply those that are, are, do well for me. And those that don't, then I find a way to to work it that you know it'll be to my advantage versus uh, me being bound by it. I, it is so interesting because he's a business owner, right? He has rules that he has to follow, um, laws essentially, but I, I love the fact that it's like, well, it pertains as a business owner, there are things that you can do and can't do. Like I have um, a design client who if I stuck to my rules all the time, this person would never get anything done because I have to have a win-win relationship with a client. If the client just is completely, personality-wise, not able to deliver on how everybody else does it, well, then I lose that client. So I work with him a little differently because he is tethered to the ground by the people that he, he, he gets. He's a visioneer up here, and unless you're talking to him directly, I call it armchair designing, but because I know the personality that he is, he's got some amazing things, and he shows up when he talks to people. He shows up when he's involved in the conversation, but when you walk away and you give him something to do, he won't do it. it it's just because he's involved in somebody else doing something. So I have to tether him to the ground, and it, it works out beautifully because he's actually starting to have progress now in his business where before it was just kind of like spinning his wheels in frustration. Um, David. Now, when we think of the word rule, it goes back to our childhood, doesn't it? Grade school, follow the rules. So to me, the word rule is kind of restrictive, isn't it? I mean, isn't it, guys? Follow the rules. So in our subconscious, going back to you, we have that feeling that, well, you've got to follow the rules. Oh, I'm not going to follow the rules. Oh, I've got to follow these rules? Damn it, I don't want to follow the rules, right? So there's something in our programming that may hinder us. And it constricts us, okay, i got to follow the rules. I can't break them or, or change them. I would challenge all of you to change the word rule to process. 
process is flexible. Process grows, it's organic, it moves depending upon the situation. There is structure in process. Rule is like, you go to a pool, don't run. And no don't, don't, don't tell a tourist there are rules, because well, that's another thing. But, um, <laughs> so what you want to do is when you think of these things and you want to grow your business, what is the process for me to expand my business, to get into a new market? How do I network with people? What is the process I learned for a new muscle treatment? What is the process I need to know to understand the mindset of a network marketer or a potential client? What is the process? What processes are serving you or not serving right. you anymore? Right, because you might be doing some stuff that is not serving. Well, I, this is the way we do it. Well, that's really not getting you to X. It's the story of the Christmas ham. Everybody probably knows that one. Little kid says, um, Mommy, why do you cut the ham when you put it in the oven? Oh, go ask your grandma. That's the way we used to do it. She asked grandma. Grandma, why is mommy cutting the ham in half when she puts it in the oven? Well, go ask your great-grandma. That's why we do it. She goes to the great-grandma. Oh, well, we had this tiny little oven. Nothing would ever fit in there, so we had to cut it in half and put it in. So the, pro the rule was cut it in half, but that wasn't the process. So think about your process when you're going through stuff. Find someone who is an expert that you want to emulate, that you want to be like, who is the best in class at what they do, and you want to be like them. What is their process? Because if you find out their process and integrate it into yours, then you're going to get something. Thank you, David. Yes. So he's saying rules are related to process. I'm saying rules are also related to boundaries. So for yeah. example, I have a rule because I've had some undesirable clients because some people think massage is something entirely different from what I think it is. <laughs> so I have, I've set up some boundaries, some rules. So I have a rule, you can only get to me by referral. You have to say, I met you here, or somebody else met you here, gave me your name. But you have to name drop. You have to name drop to get to me. I had a website inquiry yesterday, so I get this email. Somebody says, I got your name from a colleague. I want to know what your rates are. And I read that and thought, that's starting the red flags of there's not enough information. This could be the creeper. This could be the spam. You know, fishing. Who knows what it is. She has a home-based business, so. So I don't know if this is fishing. I don't know what it is. And I, I was tempted to say, well, she's just this person's just asking for rates. I can answer. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, no, I have this rule. You have to name drop. So I responded to the email saying, please tell me who gave me your name and what condition you're looking to seek help for. Right. And I gave no information about myself because I went back to that, that rule, that process, right. boundary that works right. for me that says, I'm not sure about this one, so I'm going to my rules. Right. That's great. I, I mean, just want to throw one more thing in to add what she said. I used to get, you know, everybody gets those prank calls or whatever from a business or they want to do, I would say, uh, well, I, I can't help you. Well, why not? I said, well, it's against policy. Oh, okay. It's but against policy. It's against policy. Uh, we it's make the policies. It's, it's out of my control. There's nothing. I'd love to help you, but it's against policy. There's nothing I can do. And it's, a great, it's, it's a great way to, to, to push somebody off. You have a policy in place that you only talk to certain people through a referral process. Policy is another one of those things, a part of the process, a quote-unquote rule. My point about rule was don't be restrictive because there is that programming when we are kids. Okay. So just move forward, but use stuff like it's against policy, there's nothing I can do. I'd have to ask the president of the company, even though you're the president. Just to defer, you know, there's nothing I, it's against policy, there's nothing I can do, I can't help you, sorry. And don't be afraid to say that either. You're not obligated to help anybody. You are not obligated. But you want to help everybody, but there's some people that you can't help, 
and that makes way for the new people that you can't help. So don't try and push somebody into doing something they don't want to. I think Dave has told this story before, but I'll share it again for the new people. Um, Dave and I were dating at the time, and um, we had sat down with a prospective client, and we were going through the you know, introductory phase and seeing what their project was about. And Dave's like, oh great, this is a new project. They really want to work with us. And it was a couple. And they started talking and all of a sudden I started going, well, you know, I know some people that might be able to help you, you know. Um, and they were a salon and, it, you know, it was something that I was like, hmm, you know, I was getting some flags, the way they were answering things, the way they were talking to me about the way they worked and other things. And I'm going, this just doesn't feel good. It feels like they're going to be a pain in my you-know-what. <laughs> and so I started pushing them off. And Dave's like looking at me going like, what are you, doing? Are you doing? But yeah. but he didn't say it because we weren't married yet. So he didn't actually say, why are you doing that? Um, he actually just allowed me. He goes, why did you, you know, separately, why did you not? They were ready to sign on the dotted line and get going. I said, they were going to be a pain in the butt. They were going to look over our shoulder every moment. They weren't going to get, they were, they had something in mind that they wanted to do and theirs was the right way. Why do you come to an expert if you're going to want your way? You know, we're going to help direct and work with you to do a win-win. But my rule was that when enough flags pop up, I just go, I just push them off because you have the right to fire a client. You don't have to take all the business and are you giving up the great for the good? I've said that before. If you give up the great for the good stuff, you're never going to get to be where you want to be, right? So um, with that said, I am going to um, end this so that you guys can network and do your stuff. But recall, what rules do you have that may have come from employee backgrounds? What rules do you have that you're following that may not be serving you anymore? I mean, really ask yourself the question. I know that a third of you will get this. And the other two-thirds will walk out and go, hmm, and just go on with your, with your day. But my hope is that I've planted a seed for you so that you can succeed with your new business you know, that you're doing. That you could say, what is serving me? What isn't serving me? You know, from your hairdresser position, you knew how to talk to people. You knew what was going on. You had all the resources. You know, I'm saying, make friends with some of these other real estate agents. Learn from them. They're more than willing. There's millions of people around this area. And timing is huge. But if you can learn and build those relationships and do that, you're going to be a lot better off. And if your rule is, um, you know, today, take a different way home. See where you end up. You'll probably meet somebody and there'll be serendipity in it, right? Break your rules every so often because it might be something that you're like, wow, what just occurred? What's serving me and what's not? All right? So give yourselves a round of applause and come back. We've got another meeting in two weeks.